If you want to be at the tip of the spear of sports performance, the answer is simple. Simply Faster is your insider's edge to maximize results with the highest quality premier sports equipment in the business. Visit Simply Faster and level up. Up world, it's Ryan Banta again coming at you guys. Today we're going to talk about the tale of three sprinters, specifically 100 meter sprinters. When we look at coaching, and when you're coaching different athletes and different events and, and different abilities, even though what I'm going to talk about today is three different girls in the 100-meter dash, and I was very blessed to coach these three girls in the 100-meter dash over a course of different eras, one in 2003, another uh, between 2007, 8, 9, and uh, 2006 as well, and then more recently now, one last year and hopefully for another three years as we continue to progress through our career. Each of these three girls finished second in the state of Missouri in the 100-meter dash, two of them in the largest class, which was at the time class four, and more recently uh, another young athlete in class four now that we have class five. However, even if she was in class five last year, she would have been in the top four amongst the rest of the female athletes, especially in the 200-meter dash. So I'm going to break it down basically step by step with the different kids and their different strengths and weaknesses and the things that I tried to do to address those things. My first year was 2003. So let's get to it. So in 2003, I had a young lady named Dina Lewis. And uh, Dina Lewis was the state champion when she was a sophomore in high school. And her junior year was my very first year coaching at Central. And I coached as an assistant for uh, the boys program. In that year, she made it to the sectional championship and false started against a young lady who probably was going to be her biggest competitor, uh, a young lady by the name of Kyra Sullivan. So when I got to coach her, it was her senior year. So she had already had four years of experience, a state championship in the four by one, a state championship in the 100 meter dash, and then um, you know a school record in the 200 meter dash. She was the greatest athlete uh, sprinter that we had ever had in Parkway Central history. She was also lucky to be coached by Dan and Dave Harris, the Harris brothers who were coaching at our school at the time, who now are, you know, coaching at different programs and doing great and wonderful things for kids all over the all over the St. Louis area. And so I immediately when I knew that Coach Harris was retiring from Parkway Central and moving on to an administration position at a different school district. I really wanted to have the opportunity to coach Dina and a couple of her teammates because there was a lot of talent there. And I had the opportunity to do that. And one of the things that I wanted to do as well is I wanted to provide kids an opportunity to experience something in a sport, the female level that a lot of our guys got when I was at Parkway Central as a student. And not and Coach Harris and, and Coach Burnett and uh, all the coaches that work with the program did a really good job setting me up. And in fact, uh, made me look a lot better because of it. With Dina, Dina was a spark plug, a very short, powerful, explosive sprinter. She would get out on everyone in the first 30 meters. No one could catch her. She had the best reaction time I've still ever coached, by far the best reaction time. I mean, she was just straight up twitchy. And so one of the things that I wanted to influence on the team is I wanted to say, okay, we're going to work hard. Now, remember, this is my first year, so we worked hard, but not necessarily always in the, the best direction or the right way or anything like that. But we did end up breaking, you know, the school record in the 100-meter dash. She rebroke her own record her senior year, uh, actually in the prelims of the finals at state. 
and then uh, you know went on to tie the school record in the 200. We broke the 400 meter record, broke the four by one and four by two. So I thought I was really, you know, man, I know what I'm doing. Well, I knew nothing. And looking back on it, there were so many things I would have done differently. First and foremost, she was a great reactor, but she didn't drive that much out of the blocks. And I know Vince Anderson uh, recently has been talking, shout out to Vince Anderson, has been talking about how there's no such thing as the drive phase. Okay, when you're dealing with professional athletes, you know, it's one seamless run of a 100-meter dash. It's not like you're breaking them into the parts. But for us who coach young people, most of us who coach young people who have never done this before, you do need to break it down into its sequential parts. I didn't know really how to coach that drive phase into the transition, into maximum velocity, and then the maintenance phase. So what ended up happening with Dina is I always think, looking back on it, I want to apologize to her. She's actually tagged in this video that I wasn't as good of a coach as I hope to be as, at this moment and continue to improve as I move forward. I think I could have made her one of the very fastest young ladies in state history. And that's saying a lot because she was already a state champion and one of the fastest girls when she finally graduated uh, ever in state. But I think she could have been even faster if I knew what I was doing. So first and foremost, we would have focused a lot more on the mechanics of running and progressing and driving out of the blocks and not rushing the start. So instead of trying to win the race to 30, I would try to get her to win the race to 50, to 60, to 70 a little bit better. How would we have done that? Well, first and foremost, we would have done some PAP post-activation stuff where she would have been overloaded on the sled. Then we would have went to a weighted vest and then we would have went to unloaded runs to maximize that nervous system to overcompensate, to fire and to do those things. The other thing I would have done is I spent a lot less time on the track a lot more time doing plyometrics. Instead of running repeat 250s and 300s and things for her, we would have focused on opening up that stride and maximizing that stride as much as possible. She had amazing turnover. She was very explosive as we talked about at Twitchy, but if I would have been able to open up her stride an inch, it would have made a huge difference uh, for her as a sprinter and she probably would have been a state champ, uh, a, a returning state champ in the 100 and maybe even in the 200. I didn't take care of that. In addition to that, I didn't put her in some of the longer relays because as a coach, when I first started out, I was afraid to put athletes in the four by four. I was all about just short sprints because that was the races I liked to do when I was in high school and in college. And I was very afraid to run her in the longer stuff because I didn't like to do it. And I just thought I'd run kids off the team. A lot of coaches that I know are afraid of that. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about that in a couple of the conferences that I'm doing in Michigan next week and Wisconsin where people look at lactic training and things like that as a negative. Now, I've already told you I would have gotten her off the track and done some more plyometrics. But when I got her on the track, I would have made sure that work was high quality, even if it was a little bit longer of effort. And I would have forced those things to happen, and I would have held my kids accountable. Now, one of the best ways for me to get that done is probably to race her more often in the 4 by 4 One of the biggest mistakes I ever made as a coach is I had, you know, three of the fastest girls I'll ever have in school history, ever. You know, the former record holder in the 300 meters and 400 meters, the second fastest girl in the 100 and 200 by the time she graduated, and then Dina. And I didn't run a 4 by 4 And we ran excruciatingly slow in the 4 by 4 because I was running my B-level kids all the time in that. You can't do that. One of the best things you can do for your athletes is mix it up. I would have, you know, if I had in hindsight, I would have ran Dina sometimes in the 100, 
sometimes in the two, sometimes in the four by one, sometimes in the four by two, and sometimes in the four by four. And I would have rotated those things in and I would have put Dina in a situation where there was no, there was nothing else to do but compete. And the thing was, is that she had already done that. When she was a freshman, they had broke the school record in the four by four with her teammate Adrena. So it's something that she probably would have done. But because I was so afraid of it and because of my own personal biases, I missed out on an opportunity to probably I, we probably would have won that relay that year in the four by four, especially when Dina had not qualified to stay in the 200 again, because I didn't do the things necessary to prepare her to handle multiple rounds and to enjoy the 200 to give that maximum effort and also to maximize her stride length, even in a little package. Next athlete, Raquel Jacobs. Raquel Jacobs was also a runner up in the hundred meter dash, but she was very different. Um, physically a lot taller. She was much longer in the, you know, her, her leg length and the, and the truncator, much longer leg length and was very uh, bouncy and very open in the stride length as a sprinter, much in comparison to, to Dina. She had a decent reaction time, obviously, uh, being as fast as she was in the 100-meter dash. And she ended up becoming our next school record holder, taking that school record away from Dina her junior year track season. Uh, Raquel at that time was one of the faster girls in the state, obviously, and in the Midwest because she got to run a couple wind-dated, really fast 100-meter dashes that were some crazy times in the 11s and things like that. But she ended up, you know, making sure that, you know, that performance looked legit when she was second at the state championship as well, unfortunately, into a massive headwind, um, which really slowed things down for her. However, Dina was probably, you know, the early kid that I didn't deserve to coach, and Raquel was the kid that I finally got to show that I can coach. And what was really exciting about Raquel was the fact that she could run the one, the two, the four. She was state champ as a relay member of the four by four, state champ as a relay member of the four by two, school record holder in the four by one, school record holder in the 100. And because we had a really special year that year, we got to get three girls at the district championships in the 200. And if she didn't fall start, <laughs> she probably would have been all state in the 200 as well. And just a really talented kid. But what was so special about that is when she came in, she wasn't a kid who had a lot of pedigree or anything like that. She ran 14 seconds and some change in PE class for her fastest hundred she had ever run in her life. But over the short time span from that eighth grade year to her sophomore year, she ended up being a state qualifier, but then still made another leap into her junior year. If you would look at her training, her training was very much more long to short is what some people would think, but in reality is more of what a system I'd like to talk about, which is this critical mass system. And in the critical mass system, we were doing all sorts of things. You know, we we're accelerating, we we're doing maximum velocity, we're doing speed endurance, we're doing special endurance. And Raquel could float up and down between all of these different events and run incredibly fast and continue to get faster and faster and faster and faster because we were able to maximize all this stuff. Now, what made Raquel special? She was extraordinarily strong and powerful. So we could take the drive phase farther than anybody I've ever coached in my entire life. And it wasn't like she was faking it where she was broken at the hips and bent over. She could drive that far. So at the state championship, 50 meters out, she's in last place. 60 meters, she's in fifth place. 70 meters, she's in fourth place. At 80 meters, she's in, you know, in third. And by the end, she almost won. And it was a lean out to first place because she just kept getting faster and faster because she had built up all that momentum at the end of the race that allowed her to slingshot to the end. 
And she was also incredibly gifted in other events and things like that. What's funny about her, though, is she originally thought she was a basketball player. And, you know, she was a solid basketball player, but ended up becoming a Division One track and field athlete. And a kid that if you were recruiting out of a middle school looking at the PE times and you see 14.26 seconds, you're going to think that kid's not going to be that great. But one of the things that was really amazing about Raquel is she did everything I asked her to do on the track. And she got better and better and better. And we focused a lot on uh, what we call A runs, which is those high knee sprints to exaggerate that stride, to open that stride up, which allowed her to basically look like she was bounding down the track. She covered more ground than any sprinter I've ever had in a single step. And which is also one of the things that led her to reeling people back in opposite to Dina. Dina would get out and basically challenge you to come get her. Raquel would drive and blow past you at the end. Um, some of the things that I did differently with Raquel is that I basically was in complete control of what she was doing and when she was doing it. Even in summer track, I was there every day. And so to be honest, to transform a kid, you got to spend a lot of time going fast. Speed is like a tree. It grows over a long period of time. And when you're in the process of going through it, you don't notice that it's changing. But over time, at the end, you look back at what it was, 14.2. And then by the time she had graduated in the 11s, that's a huge difference for a girl that's really fit and had a lot of sports experience. And I attribute that a lot to having a critical mass system where we were doing a lot of different things to globally improve her as opposed to just targeting one thing. We did everything because she had no experience in track and field. So the training age was really low, even though as an athlete, she had these various experiences. But because she had a base in those various experiences, I believe that she was able to build upon that as we move forward because she had a big scaffold in which for us to fill in. Today is still our school record holder in the 100 meter dash and one of our most special kids in, in our program and one of those game-changing kids in our program that really bought into doing everything that was possible on the track to become a better athlete. All right, number three. is a current kid I have who will remain nameless, but if you know who I got in my program, you know who I got. This young lady is one of the top 15 girls in the country for freshmen uh, in the 200-meter dash, so she's going to be coming back this year in a really, really good position. She's the the second fastest girl, no, excuse me, the third fastest girl in school history in the 100 meter dash. And last year she was second in the 100 and second in the 200. Now she had some CYC track and field experience, but not as much as Dina, but a little bit more than Raquel. So now we're dealing with an athlete that's got some other unique things. Now, when she was in the CYC league, they didn't spend a lot of time doing block starts, which Latif, if he's listening, believes you shouldn't be getting in the blocks until you're strong enough to actually use them and drive out. The athlete I've got right now is very, very, very strong. And so one of the things that as we progressed through the season, we, we finally noticed was that the block start was probably her biggest issue because of lack of experience and coming out of the blocks and just maybe some things naturally that um, we need to work on to limit and reduce and things like that. So it wasn't until the end. And the reason why it wasn't until the end is because she was absolutely dusting everyone we had in our school, and oh, by the way, we had the best, most deep 100-meter uh, and 400-meter squad in the state, and we were second in the 200 meters to Pattonville, who finished also in the top four in Class 5 in the state championship, much off of their speed and power events. And so that didn't become apparent. We were more focused on improving 
her special endurance and her speed endurance, and she ended up being the fastest girl in school history in the 200-meter dash and went all the way down to a 24-44. And in middle school, she was running in the 26s, 26.5, 26.4. So we dropped two seconds off of her time in the 200, and that became her primary event. But it wasn't until she ran against the fastest girl in our state, and I would I assume probably the third fastest girl in the nation last time I checked, and then it became apparent, oh, that is the weakness. The block start is the issue. So going back to these other two athletes that both were pretty darn good at the blocks, now I have a unique situation where I have to reverse engineer some of the stuff that I had done in the past with some of my athletes and now focus on training this athlete to be able to react quickly and to create great reaction time and great push out of the blocks and all that kind of stuff. Now, she's been spending a lot of time running indoor track for a club that we have in the area. We don't have a track to use right now at our high school. We're doing grass runs. I feel like I'm coaching an Australian track and field team and because they're replacing our turf and things like that. But I'm looking forward to, just like we did last year in track season, to get to build on that accentuator strengths and minimize those things that are kind of not holding her back from being really good because she's one of the fastest girls in the country, but going from being one of the fastest girls in her age group to being one of the fastest girls, period. And, you know, my hope and my belief is that this athlete could end up being one of the fastest girls that we've ever had in the United States. I feel that she's that talented. Now, some of the things that we have been able to do, we're able to improve her 400 meter time quite a bit. Her 200 meter time came down. And at the end of the season, she was so strong, she was able to handle a crazy state schedule where she had to run the prelims of the 100, then 20 minutes later, come back and run the prelims of the two, and then 20 minutes later, come back and run the finals of the 100, and then 10 minutes later, come back and run the four by two. Now, you don't get that done unless your athletes are prepared. And so in the course of the season, we knew that, hey, this kid, unfortunately, is going to have to probably run six races at districts. We had no idea that that was going to be the schedule at the state championship. And the reason why we didn't know is that a tornado came through and tore up the track at Jefferson City. But thankfully, because of all the work that we had done, running in cold weather, but taking a lot of time to warm up and being bundled up, and training two days in a row with a hard day and a medium day and an active recovery and then a speed day and an easy day and then run at the meet on Saturday. Because she had that workload, specific workload, a specific work capacity, and we had built that up over time, she was able to handle that situation and came away with two PRs in the 100 meter dash in that situation at the state championship. And oh, by the way, it was a four point something headwind Again, they didn't turn the track around as she ran really fast and then came back and ran her second fastest time ever in the 200 meter dash in the finals. And we ran, you know, she was second in the one, second in the two, second in the four by one and second in the four by two and had a great state championship. And earlier in the year, she had improved in the 400 as well. But we had to build that up over time and develop that over time. And you can't get that done in a week. You can't get that done running short maximum velocity sprints those things are great she was already really good at that you know so the things that we needed to work on was building that work capacity which we did and then a thing that we didn't know until it became apparent when she met people that were equally talented as her which is hard to find we realized okay the start is a big opportunity for her to improve so i'm looking forward to that continued progress and hopefully you know years from now 
I can talk to you guys about how much she improved and all the things that we continue to do to maximize her abilities as she moved forward throughout, you know, our season and ends up being a multi-time state champion, which I believe is going to happen uh, sooner than later because she's a great kid. And it's a pleasure to coach these kids because all these kids were nice kids. They all worked hard. The one that I currently have is such a great kid, you know, great student, enthusiastic. I mean, this is a really special thing. And so one of the things that you got to remember as coaches is when you have someone special, you got to be smart about what you're doing. And I know we always want to be smart with all our athletes, but you got to be really careful. And at the end of the day, less is more. So if a kid's sore or tired, you got to give them the day off. But at the same time, you also got to get the proper work done so that they can be successful uh, at the end of the season, depending on the schedule that they're going to have to go through and what the goals are of that kid, what the goals are for you as a coach and what the goals are for the team as a whole, which is, you know, in high school track, pretty darn important. Well, anyway, guys, if you got any questions, comments or concerns or you guys want me to talk about some other stuff, um, feel free to shoot comments down below. I will be in Michigan next week for the track, the, the high school track and field and cross country conference there in Michigan in Lansing. And then I'll also be in Wisconsin the following week in Madison, Wisconsin to talk a whole bunch and to present a two and a uh, two plus hour session on a learn by doing where I will take all of the athletes they give me through our warm up protocol and then our acceleration protocol that I actually discussed today, which is that descending load increase in intensity neurological push that I talked about earlier with Dina. All right, guys, thank you. Peace out.